emotional again today. It is well with all of us. We thank God for another opportunity. Our gathering is always a beautiful gathering because every time we gather, God is there with us. And when God is in your gathering, uh, you have nothing to worry about because he's saying this word, where two or three gather in my name. So we did not gather here this morning for pastor. We did not gather this morning for, for, for devotion. We gather this morning to come and meet with our Lord so we can hear from him. So we can, we, we can, we can get rejuvenated this morning. And that's why we come this morning to build our confidence in him, to build our relationship, to be better in everything that we do. That we, we only represent him, but we will not represent self. We will not represent man, but we will always constantly let our light shine for the Lord. So this morning topic, um, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. I want us to look at ourselves critically this morning. So the topic this morning is uh, conquering your toughest enemy. That's our topic this morning. And uh, because most of the time when we talk about the enemy, we think it's somebody else. Every time we talk about the enemy, we think it's uh, some devil somewhere that carry their horns on its head and uh, and uh, and walk around with a with a with a shoveling in his hand but this morning uh, uh we are going to critically look at things that are non mostly you will not hear it all the time for us to to look things in this perspective but i pray this morning that the holy spirit we we open our mind this morning so we can uh, we can be honest with ourselves and we can look at things that we are we, uh, we, we need to deal with. You say conquering your toughest enemy. And uh, that's, that's, that's um, your toughest enemy, which is yourself. Which is yourself. Um, we were raised to say enemy is actually on the outside. But we never know that enemy sometimes is actually dwelling inside most. Because our perspectives is always looking at others as the one that are at fault. We've never looked at ourselves at being at fault. So this morning, my prayer is that Holy Spirit will help us all to have a great contribution this morning that we will actually look at this from being, from honest perspective, to look at ourselves critically and see where is God expecting us to make changes that we impact our life for good. Because every time that we come together and God is speaking to us individually, it's out of his expression of love to restore, to reconciliate, and then to build a better relationship. So our text this morning is found in the book of, 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 of Second Peter chapter 2, verse 21. And, and I, I pray that you, I want everybody to have an open mind this morning. There is nobody that, uh, that the Holy Spirit doesn't speak with because they that are that are, that are the spirit of God, they are sons of God. And each and every one of us on this line today, I believe. And those ones that will be hearing it that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, it's time for you to take the Holy Spirit and start being led by the Spirit. And just ask God, Jesus, I know I am a sinner, and your blood shed for my sin. Have mercy on me, forgive me, accept me into your kingdom, and take me into your, as your child. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. And tell him that Jesus, yes, you're the Lord of my life. From today onward, I want to be led by the Spirit. And once you do that, then you can now join us in what we are discussing today and start experiencing what God is doing. And then we can look at ourselves 
and look at the way that God look at us and just look for any church around you um, and I'll tell the pastor, you just receive Jesus Christ, just confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You want to be walked in God's way and they will walk you through so you can have a change of perspectives and start walking in God's way. And God will bless you as you do through in the mighty name of Jesus. And for the rest of us that already accept Jesus Christ and Savior, uh, today's topic is for us. And we want to look at ourselves on a critical way. And not to beat yourself down. Don't look at it in that way. Not to beat yourself down, but look at yourself and look at where it is that your challenge has been misdirected or where your, your effort has been misdirected. Then we can actually channel it to where God actually expects it to be. It's a conquering your toughest enemy, which is yourself. The toughest enemy that we have is ourselves. It's ourselves. And that that's uh, First Peter chapter 2, verse 21. I want to read from verse 18 so we can we can get to the to the to the exact one. I'm reading New Living Translation this morning. I'm reading it says, You who are slave must accept the authority of your master with all respect. Do what they say, what they tell you, and not only if they are kind or reasonable, but even if they are cruel, you must do what they ask you to do. Verse 19, say, for God is pleased with you when you do what you know is right and patiently endure unfair treatment. Of course, you get no credit for being patient if you are being beaten for doing wrong. You don't get any credit for, for discipline when you're wrong. When you're being beaten for what is wrong. But if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. And verse 21, which is our key verse this morning. For God called you to do good. Even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example and you must follow his step. Why is all of this thing? You mean God created me to be to, to just take anything and just be abused and then don't respond? Uh, do you mean that I should just go through the life and people that are stepping on me? I should I should just let it go. And uh, that's that's uh, that, that's uh, that's that that's exactly what God is expecting. In the Old Testament, eye for an eye. In the New Testament, endure hardship. Because when you go through that hardship, you, the perseverance becomes strength for you. And strength becomes maturity for you. And that's where we're going this morning. And I wanted to read uh, what, uh, what, we, what, what the right house is this morning. Uh, basically saying, Richard, I'm sorry, let me move this to the, so I can see clearly. Richard Averson, former chaplain of the United States Senate, said, want to be a winner, compete against yourself, not somebody else. That's a commandment from the Lord. Do not covet. Compete against yourself, not somebody else. Outrunning your rival doesn't mean you run the best race. Do you, you get me? Having something bigger than somebody else doesn't mean you are successful. You can win over another and still not fulfill your potential. 
To be the best, you must compete with yourself. It's the life's biggest contest. A loser is a winner. However, many as lose many um however many is losses if he conquer himself a winner is a loser hallelujah if you conquer yourself a winner is a loser and we know that jesus christ went through that he went through that that people think that he lost however many of his victory if he loses the battle with himself alexander the great conquered the world and causes his own lack of self-control. Victory over others may, in fact, be very things that contributes to a winner's failure to conquer self because they become bigger than they are, because they now think that they are victorious, because they think nothing else can touch them, because they think nobody else has any dominion over them, because they don't think that anybody else is under their control. So the self become magnified more than what it ought to be. Winning makes him proud, arrogant, independent, thoughtless, and sometimes cruel. To put it all, to put it anyway, another way it's it's it isn't easy i will, I will say isn't what happened to you to make the difference but how you handle it how you handle the success how you handle the great thing how you handle the winning how do you handle yourself winning sometimes can result into something that's that can put you into the edge that will put you off, off the cliff sometimes. The one who stop maturing spiritually because he thinks he knows more scripture than others or has more success in ministry is still far from being what Christ planned, him, planned for him. I want to repeat that. The one who stop maturing spiritually, who stop maturing spiritually, who stop asking God to cleanse them, who stop asking God's spirit to be the one that will totally control their life. That person is somebody that has not achieved what God wants them to do. That person is a great loser because guess what? There's still a long way to go. I was talking with my wife the other day, uh, expressing my a little bit, I won't say disappointment because sometimes you people grow to a, a stage in life and the perspectives of what they, how they started. And when they get to a place in life, they feel like because of their success, uh, they, 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 they get, they get long into the things that are not necessary. Uh, this last day, we have to watch out. We need to walk, look inward and not be influenced by the external forces. Most of our elites today are being long into things that are not, that are not Christ-like. There was an article that I read a couple of days ago and it was very heartbreaking to read that kind of article. A very prominent uh, preacher that, 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 that I have a high respect for. I actually look at him as one of the mentors. Um, make a statement that we need to be prepared for civil war and everybody should harm themselves and uh, start fighting and uh, be prepared for civil war. I said, wow, why is this? And he now went into politics and said all of those things that are going on. And I just, my heart just dropped. To say, where are we going? Are we fighting to remain ourselves on this, on this planet of Earth? 
when God said it will pass away, why should we be talking like that? There is an opportunity for Jesus to destroy the Roman soldier to come and tell, came to take him. Yeah, the same action that Peter took, took a, 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 a sword and cut the hair of those, uh, of those one of the soldiers. What did Jesus did? He did not take the sword from, from, from um, Paul and Peter and start cutting the rest of them. Instead, he took the hair of the soldier and put it back and rebuked Paul, uh, Peter from doing such a thing. Why will we be doing the same thing? When we get to certain stage in life, if we're not careful, we will be pushed off this cliff and be deceived by the devil himself uh, because we already think that we have influence. We have people following us. We have numbers of armies that we think we can call and they can just carry whatever they want to do. Our, our voice become, uh, becomes our God. Uh, our command become our God. We don't speak out of the spirit anymore. We speak out of the sight. We speak out of the flesh. We speak out of the pride of life. And those three things that destroy become destructive in the life of a Christian. We saw that in the life of David, when he's supposed to be doing what he needs to do. We saw it in the life of Samson. We saw it in the life of Solomon, that when you become too big for yourself and you don't criticize yourself to find out where you stand with God, God, to win the battle of self. Tendency to fall off the cliff is I. The battle of self must be fought and be won to be able to run this race freely. Jesus did that. He fought the battle of self on the Gethsemane. He fought the battle of flesh. So that Gethsemane mindset, we must have it. That yes, self, you must die. F flesh, you must die. Self in me must die. Self in me cannot be, uh, cannot be, cannot be elevated. We need to kill that self. That is the major challenge of human being today. And I pray that if there is a struggle anywhere in our life, that we look at ourselves and we think that, yes, we must achieve this, or this is me, that is mine, that belongs to me, that belongs to that. Let, 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 let me be clear, nothing belongs to you. Everything that you have is God. Until you come to that humility, just like Jesus Christ did, he has the power to call the legions of heaven to destroy all his enemy. But instead, what did he do? He killed the flesh so he can have the victory at last. The most dangerous thing that we have to deal with is ourself. And I continue to read. I can speak too much on that. If you think you're so successful in ministry and still far from being what Christ planned for him, compared to others, you may look good, but God's plan is to produce in you the character qualities of Christ. Character quality of Christ. This is what kind of life you have been invited into. Not the kind of life that, oh, you put on the pedestal and everybody start coming to you saying, yeah, this and that. And everybody start, no, 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 no. You don't want to be a mini God. You want to humble yourself. Even Jesus did it at the point of the cross that yes, it could have done worse. But it killed the flesh. Say flesh, you have no power over me. My life is in the end of my father. 
and he's the one that I have control over everything. I'm not giving my life to you. I'm not giving myself to you. I am overcoming you today. And Jesus overcome the flesh. Not only did he overcome the flesh, he overcome death and he overcome everything and took the power the victory, and everything that is required to live forever. He took it just by killing self. Brethren, the battle that we need to fight is that self. And God will help us to win in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This is the kind of life that Jesus is inviting us to live. The kind Christ lived. He suffered everything. To go down on verse 20, 22 and 23 of that, uh, of, of that first Peter, chapter 2, verse 21 to 23. It says, for God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. It is your example, and you must follow his step. He never sinned. No, not ever, ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate, which is the most difficult thing that we can, we cannot, most of the time we get tempted not to retaliate, but we will do it anyway. If we don't do it in the fashion that people will know we are retaliating, we will do it hiding. Vengeance is the Lord, not ours. He said, Jesus Christ did not retaliate. He did not retaliate. He did not retaliate. He did not retaliate, even when it was insulted, even when it was insulted, not threatening revenge when it suffered. It left its cause. It left its, cause, its case in the end of God. Who always judge fairly. And because of everything he did, God did what? He judged fairly. He gave himself, he gave his life to God, and God gave him that life back. And he gave him that back, that life back with authority, that at the name of Jesus Christ, everything in heaven, everything on earth, everything beneath the earth, at his name, every name must bow, and every tongue confess. So the word for us today, compete against yourself, not somebody else. Find what it is that needs to work, that God needs to work out in us, and don't look at the way everybody else look at us. Let's look, let God look at us and say, yes, good servant, well done. Come and sit at the table of your king. That's my, that's, a, that's my contribution this morning. So please, the line is open. Let's, let's hear some addition this morning. May the Lord help us all. The, 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 the battle that we need to win is that battle of self. And if we can win that battle of self, we will have Gethsemane mindset set in us, and there is nothing that can stop us. May the Lord bless us all in the mighty name of Jesus. I will pause. Please jump in if you have anything to say. God bless you. Welcome, everybody. Hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah belongs to you. I'm sure somebody has something to say this morning. My hallelujah belongs to Praise God. Hallelujah. Good morning, Brother V. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning, everybody. Um, yeah, what a beautiful day and what a powerful one today. I think maybe the reason why people are not saying anything because we have said everything, Pastor. So um, whatever I'm going to say, just a repetition of uh, or 
how what you said kind of like minister to me personally. And you mentioned a couple of things. You 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 mentioned the first scripture you read about you know when Paul was saying that slaves should serve their master as if you know um, they are serving Christ and you know not doing it because you know uh, of the master but they are doing it because of Christ because Christ is the master of all um, so I think that itself speaks volume to all of us but I also think that the missed opportunity in many of the epistles um, because the 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 Paul was mostly talking about slaves um, serving as if they are serving the Lord, but little was being said about slave to slave owners. Mm. The slave owners um, are are only advised to treat their slave better, to treat them well, mm. but not to let them go. Mm. So, so even though we are actually called into the life of serving one another. We are already each other slaves, which means that everyone is a slave to the other person. Mm. It's a universal slavery. It's mm. not for some people, mm. which means that the slave owner themselves should become slaves. But I think sometimes it's a missed opportunity. Um, uh, and for some reason, Holy Spirit has ministering this to me a couple of times because like, if you read Ephesians, if you read Colossians, you know, you will see almost like the same. If you read First Timothy, the same, the same thing. There is a lot of instruction to slaves. But for some reason, even though if you cannot speak to uh, unbelieving slave owners, what about believing slave owners? Mm. You know, what mm. about you know people who are God's children, but they 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 somehow you know they are employer, handed mm. to their employee. Mm. You know. You can leave them, they can walk, you know, 24 day, 24 hours, and you say, No, I have to go serve God. How about them? Mm. Don't they have to go serve God? Mm. So, so it, it, the universality of slavery uh, should be communicated to all, mm. which means that all of us, we are each other slaves, mm. and we should live like that mm. and, and not think that it is some people who have not yet arrived. Mm. that is slave to some people who have arrived. Um, because I believe that uh, many of us can get tricked into thinking that where we are, um, whether in ministry, whether you know in secular achievement, whatever it is, that it is a reward of something that we have done. Mm. And so the people who are serving, they are just there you know, as, as, as our slaves. And not realizing that we ourselves, we are supposed to be slaves to actually serve others. And it's only until we all become each other's slaves that the fullness of God covers the entire heart. Otherwise, we, we will not really have the glory of God showing forth, mm. which kind of led to when you started to talk about, you know, conquering self, um, ultimately is actually making it one, making oneself a slave, which is really how we conquer self. Because self is always wanted to achieve his own, always wanted to have his way, always happy to have preeminence. You know, but then when we reverse that and then we suppress self, which means that we are working day and night for the others to have preeminence, for everyone to have preeminence, but really not the kind of preeminence that is in the world, but the preeminence in knowing Jesus, 
at the end of the day, um, um, no matter how hard we compete with ourselves, if we don't know who we are supposed to be like, then we miss the opportunity. Mm. The person that we are chasing, our goal is Christ. Mm. And so we have to do all that we can to know him. And he's willing to reveal himself to us. And as we know him, we also have to give opportunities for others to know him so that we don't insult ourselves thinking that it is our job to make other people to know him or, you know, like, you know, we have known him, we just have to keep talking about ourselves knowing him. But allowing others to be able to know him just so as we have already known him, which means sometimes we have to step outside the spotlight. Mm. You know, we have to step outside, you know, the fame. Mm. We have to step outside the accolades. We have to we have to let you know other people know him, and once other people see how how we step outside the accolade, they also after they've known him, they also can step outside the accolade mm. and let other people know him too. Mm. And it keeps growing, growing, growing until we all know him, mm. and there is no accolade mm. because everybody has learned as they are knowing him to step outside that accolade mm. so that other people can come to his fullness also. So it's 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 as we are concrete to offer ourselves to know him. We also know that when we know him, he's revealing a lot of things in us, but he also wants to reveal the same thing in others. So we shouldn't think that it's our prerogative, which somehow we start to think like, you know, there's something special about us. But no, everyone who has been called by his name is special. And we have to work with a lot to bring that speciality out of everybody mm. so that the whole heart can be filled with his glory. And I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Apostle, uh, <laughs> I call you Apostle. <laughs> but the, the, the thing is, it's one of those things, and you're Apostle, you just claim it in the name of Jesus. What I'm saying right now, what you're saying right now, it's uh, many of us still on this line that we expect to make comment on this today. Because, you know, we got a tendency um, to, to think that we, we're in charge when we're able to say, you jump, and they ask me how I do you want me to jump. But we forgot that somebody is asking us to jump as well. Even the, the, the word that you say that Paul was addressing the, the, the slave, but not, uh, the, the, you said there was a miss on there, which is good. We critically look at the way that things, but that's why the Holy Spirit is working. The Holy Spirit, we, look, we will look at the scripture and we will see if when God is speaking to the slave, what about the slave owners? We have a lot of people today that we put people in bondage so that they can have a pleasure. Hallelujah. But the thing is that people that you put in bondage for your pleasure, you are not helping yourself. Let's just get that straight. Because the people you put in bondage, they are just as equally important to God that, like you. Well, sometimes they're even more important in the sight of God that you are. Because the word say, if you are lending to the poor, what are you doing? You're helping God. So many of us are not getting that point that people that are lower than us uh, and we keep on pressing them down. We are actually working against God because we are now seeing ourselves in a position of authority and nobody has any authority. The only person that, are, that, that is given the authority on heaven and on earth and beneath the earth is Christ alone. Until we subject ourselves to that mindset of loving God with all our heart, because when the love of God overwhelms our hearts, we will see people as God see everybody. 
The reason why we see people below us and seeing people that they are less than us is because we don't have the mindset of God. God look at us. He said he never respects anybody. Your position is relevant to him. Your, 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 still, your status is relevant to him. What is relevant to him is love him with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. The statement you just made that some people will tell them to be working 24-7 while they go to church. Do you love those people that are working 24-7 while you go to the presence of God? You don't have two heads. They as equally need to be at the presence of God. That's putting yourself interest ahead of God's interest because God wants everybody to come to him. If you can give them opportunity to say, yes, and you know, no, none of you should walk right now. It's time for the Lord. Close that chapter and let everybody have a freedom of heart to just worship God as they want. Look at what happened to Pharaoh when the children of God were asked to command to leave to go and serve God. And Pharaoh said, no, they're working for me. Who is that God? Let that God come and free you. God, he did show himself. He did show himself and he freed them. So we need to prioritize our life to God. And if we can do that, then we can see truly that self is crucified. And I pray that any area of our life that self is still trying to manifest itself, that the Lord will put that flesh down. If we can fight our flesh and we can put flesh under subjection, there will be no pride. Three things destroy men. Look, flesh, and pride. Lost of, lost of eye, lost of flesh, and pride of life. If we can kill those three things and allow God to take over, we will be victorious, just like Jesus did. God bless you, sir. Anybody else? Please, uh, please join this morning. Join the conversation online. Anybody online that's joining the conversation, you're welcome to, to, to let us know what you feel, how you feel about this. God bless you all. Hallelujah. Mm. I don't want to call name. Go ahead, mommy. Uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Thank you, Pastor, for um, how you're breaking this um, topic down this morning, that we should follow the footstep of Christ. And thank you, Bratobi, for bringing that one in as well, too. But, you know, today, one thing um, I want us to concentrate on, too, is all about, you know, how to compete against our own self. You know, being, you know, competing against ourselves. And that has been the topic for today. And he said, to be your best, you must compete with yourself. And if we actually look at this today, it has a kind of interwoven with what was actually treated yesterday. And, you know, competing with ourselves, it's the most important thing that Christ already came. He, 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 he demonstrated that. And we saw that in his life. He wasn't, but for, for a life to, for someone to compete against himself, which means that person has come to that level of humility. That person has humbled himself. That, that person is actually ready for it. Actually ready for a change. You know? Before we can decide that I really want to compete against myself, 
it's not something that actually uh, often, you know, happening that people actually decide that today or for the rest of my life, just like Jesus did, I just want to compete against myself. Even with the level of, you know, the level of wisdom, knowledge, power, whatever you want to call it, the one that creates heaven and earth, what else do you expect from that person, which is Christ? And he came, even for the fact that these, you know, the Pharisee, Sadducee, they, they tried to compete against him. But one thing that actually, you know, that really ministered most to me, because when I was reading this this morning, one first, that, that was the first thing that came to my mind. He knew, because even before they speak, he knows their mind. And that is the reason why every time before he responds back to them, he used parables to give them answer. He does not go in a way by, you know, competing or getting into arguments with them. Never. Because he knows once you get your step or your feet into that, you can lose focus. And that is what is speaking, the message today is speaking to us. Because the word himself is confused. Mm. The word himself is, is competition. Mm. Everything that you want to think about the word, where we stay, where we live, whatever we drink, whatever, we, everything we are doing. And that is why this book was telling us today and Jesus himself demonstrated that, that instead of looking around, look into yourself and see what you can correct. And that is why the Bible says he doesn't want anyone to, 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 he doesn't want a sinner to die. But he wants us to come to the understanding of repenting. Before one can repent, then which means that person has already looked at himself and said, oh yes, agree i am a sinner then that person will, will not start what starts you know putting himself or training himself in a way to be like christ mm. because if we want to keep on you know looking and saying that oh i am right i am this i am that you know just like from the book from that richard um haven't seen that we are we are reading about is it um the one that says um i think is i don't know maybe that's the name of that person yeah, it's you a, know it's a, it's a yeah Richard Avinson. you know it seems of that you know he has he has attained it he has gotten there but Alex, there Alexander, is one thing Alexander. that he did not look into Alexander. that self problem that he has mm. self-control Self-control. But I do add I, I, I mean that he has looked into himself. He will have known that as he's working in sources, sources of this world, he will be working with the sources of the eternal kingdom as well. Mm. God did not say we should just come and just be a, 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 a foolish person, that we should just, you know, take anything that comes our way. He wants us to be smart in everything that we are doing. And that is why it always tells us in his, in his word that don't look on the things below, but onto the things above where God resides. When every time when we are looking onto the things above, then we'll be able to correct ourselves. We'll be able to walk and be like Christ. 
and want to look like him in every aspect of our life. Because like yesterday, we were talking about losing our force in love. It's because we are not competing against ourselves. We are competing against the world that it will pass away. We've put our energy on the things that will pass away and losing the one that we're supposed to attain. So I pray that the Lord will help us to, because he said there is nothing in this world. He said everything is in this world will vanish. But the only thing that will stay, and that is why he has come. We have to come to that understanding. He has come because he doesn't want us to perish. Mm. And that is why he has come to seek and to save. That is what the Bible says. The Bible says he has come to seek and to save. So it's not depend on us to really want to be in that same way that Christ wants to find us. He said, narrow is the gate. You will get bruised. You will get wounded in that narrow gate. So I pray that the Lord will help us in every aspect of our life not to lose focus of that kingdom and start competing against ourselves. Stop competing against the world. Stop competing against the next person beside you. Compete against that flesh that is controlling you, that is making you to convert. I pray that the Lord will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. That's just my contribution. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for bringing us back to what the what we what we what is about. But at the same time, I think it's very important that we know that God said, "I created you for myself." by myself for myself use not for yourself use so that self is what is the problem the world is in disarray right now because of the selfishness of every one of us we are all selfish we all want what is best for us there is no question about that but sometimes what is best for us can put us in a place where we will have to be we, if care is not taken, God wants everything, every one of us to have the, the, the best of life. It, no, don't get anybody wrong that anybody wants to do. Jesus Christ had the best of life when he was alive. Because there is nothing he wants that he cannot get. But what is what the struggle that he himself went through on the testimony was that flesh. He had everything he wanted. He can command thunder. Two, 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 uh, two fishes of um, five loaves of bread and feed thousands. He can take more, more money out of the mouth of the fish. He lay a hand on the sick, they wake up. He put hand on the high of the blind, they out there see. The lame, they walk. Everything that he did, everything that anybody on the face of the earth desire to do, Jesus added all. Oh, come on now. There is nothing he cannot do. There is nothing he could not do. And that is the reason why on testimony he has to kill the flesh totally, diminish the flesh. The, the Bible said he prayed that the sweat out of his body, they are like blood. Why? Because flesh must die. Flesh, self must die. That self must die. So we need to compete with ourselves to find out in our heart, is my heart actually how God expected to be? It's my behavior in loving God with all my heart and loving my brother and my sister, my neighbor, my friends that are even spitting on my face, that are treating me any bad, that I don't, that don't deserve my respect. Am I really love myself to actually take them in just like God look at us? Every day we 
tie him down every day we misbehave with him and we just think that yes we are all that when we actually just a mere clay within the past 48 hours right now people that are close to us they just ooh pa they're gone are we looking at that to say yes life is so simple it's so 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 minute in the end of god and what have I done? Have I looking at myself and saying what have I produced? Like Brother Toby said, that is our life actually sending the message of the cross. It's our life actually sending the message of the cross to others that when we are gone, they know where we are going and they will not worry about where we went because they know they are going to see us again. And we start living that life to celebrate because absent in this body, is present with the Lord. Brethren, please, I don't know what it is that is going on in your mind. I don't know what's going on in our, in our life that we think we have achieved things and we're looking at other people thinking that the achievement is not, our achievements is not enough as they have achieved. No, God is not looking at you because what he wants in your life is who you are to him. How are you following his commandment? And we can't do it on our own. Let's get that straight. Holy Spirit need, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. We need to surrender to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helped me to kill the flesh. Many of us have little, little things that are minute things. Things like, you know, David had a little backslide, back, back thing on himself. Even Alexander the Great, when he conquered the whole world that he fought, he has a self-control issue. And every one of us have self-control issue. But what are we looking? Look for it. Ask God for it. God help me to de 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 demolish this self. So that I will be able to live a life that is worthy of your praise. Uh, the time is fast spent. Um, do we have any of that? One more contribution. Whoever is contributing, we pray for us. If nobody's contributing, I will get somebody else. Hallelujah. Any other contribution? Where's everybody quiet today? Hallelujah. Don't worry, I won't call your name if you don't want me to call you. Okay, hallelujah. Sake, pray for us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I know my sister is there. She'll pray for us this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh Lord, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this gathering. We thank you for the word that we have heard today. Thank you. Father, I pray that you help each and every one of us Amen. to look inward, to Amen. focus ourselves so that we can change, so that, that transformation that we need will take place. Amen. We pray that you help each and every one of us Amen. die to self each Amen. and every day. Help Amen. us not to compete with this world that is temporal. Help us not to compete with anything that is temporal. Help Amen. us to compete with ourselves. Help us to look inward so that the transformation can take place. Father, Amen. pray that you help us each and every day. We pray that all the messages Amen. that we have heard the contributions of today and what we are going to hear coming forward, that you will help each and every one of us to apply to our lives Amen. so that we live the way you want us to live, so that we will grow the way you want us to grow. Father, Amen. we thank for the gift of your son. We thank you for all that you are doing in our lives. You, we Lord. pray that you help us to be kingdom-minded each Amen. and every day. Amen. Even all of our sins, we pray Amen. for strength 
grace, for patience Amen. to do your will. Amen. And trust solely in you. Amen. We have done in our lives. We thank you for all that you are doing and all that you are going to do. Thank you, Lord. Commit the rest of the day into your hands, Father. You take control. We thank Amen. everything, Father. Be thou exalted, Father. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Let us share the grace this morning. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Especially be in Jesus' name. Thank you, everybody, for joining. God bless you. I pray that the Lord go with you. May He not lead you into temptation, but deliver you from all evils in the mighty name of Jesus. And the ability to conquer flesh and destroy all the things in your way, in that the Lord will grant unto you in Jesus' name. God bless you. Have a good day. <laughs>